Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh yeah, I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. Listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode number 94. Talk about the six figure journey with Kelsey Kerslake. Kelsey is a mother, CEO, creative director, business coach, and podcast host of the Aligned Business Podcast with Kelsey Kerslake of Pinegate Road. Over the last decade, she's helped hundreds of online business owners build their brands and online presences as the founder and creative director of Pinegate Road a personal branding and web design agency. Kelsey has an MFA in graphic design from the Savannah College of Art, and in 2016 successfully made the transition from working in corporate America while pursuing a side hustle to CEO of her own online design agency and education business. And today we are talking about what no one tells you about hitting six figures in your business. Y'all, you are gonna love this episode. Go grab your coffee, grab your tea, and let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hey, friends, we're back. I mean, not the podcast. Obviously, we've never gone away. I'm talking about weddings. At least here in Los Angeles, I can tell you we are all experiencing the whiplash and the crush of client expectations, in-person meetings, and like, well, all the things, big and small, that we do for our businesses every day. One of the best things I ever did for my own business was to outsource as soon as I was able. So now that bookings are back, you might also be feeling the pull to outsource. And so I want to remind you about our good friends at Bench. Bench is not just bookkeeping anymore, but they are now an all-in-one tax and bookkeeping solution at prices that honestly can't be beat. With Bench, you get one-on-one -on -one expert support from a real human, you get powerful financial reporting, and stress-free tax filing as well as historical bookkeeping for clients who might need to get caught up fast. Also, when you work with Bench, you can partner with Lending Club for your business bank account. No monthly fees, no minimum balance, you guys, just total control over your small business finances. And since we're all heading back to work, now's the time to get your payroll in order. And Bench has an awesome partnership with Gusto. I use all of these things in my business every day. And because you are a listener of this show, you can get 30% off your first three months. Just go to reneedallow.com forward slash bench. That's reneedallow.com forward slash bench. Let's get back to work and let's get to outsourcing, baby. Now, on with the show. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your host, Renee Dallow. And this week, we're talking about money, honey, my favorite topic, with our lovely guest, Kelsey Kerslake. Kelsey, how are you today? I am wonderful. How are you doing, Renee? 
you know, I'm not bad. I just got back from a little a little jaunty little trip to Seattle to speak up there. And it was nice to be out in the world again. Yes. I had friends over last night and it was the first time that we're like, ooh, we're doing this. I know yeah. other people have been doing that, but yeah, it was the first been. for us. It felt really good. <laughs> yeah. Did you have that awkward moment? You're like, so, okay, is everyone cool? <laughs> Do we hug? Like, I don't know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I had an awkward moment last week at a venue visit with a client where I tried to shake someone's hand, like completely <laughs> subconsciously. I was like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Renee. And he looked at me like I was nutty banana pants. And he was like, wow. uh, and he gave me his elbow. And I was like, um, this so is our we just life like, now. <laughs> yeah, we just like touched elbows and I just felt real awkward about it. But, you know, we're all having to relearn how to be with each other in person. Yes. All the, least, the stories to ensue. Yeah. At least we're not alone in that. Everyone is kind of the same level of awkward. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not what we're here to talk about today, though, Kels. We're here to talk about six figures. Yes. It's Let's... a mythical thing, the six figures. people. Well, people make it out to be, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, we were even just talking a little bit before this show, and it's like, oh my gosh, like you get there and you're... You just, you have the next level and the next level after Mm -hmm. that. And it's like, we're never really making it. But I do think (laughs) that there are some foundational things that can help you get to your first six figures, maybe demythicize it and really make sure that you're on the right track to get there. So it doesn't feel like this crazy thing to be hitting. Right. I remember the first year we did six figures. I, I remember being like, like almost in like odd about it. Like I wouldn't tell people like I like I, I remember saying to my husband, like, look, look at the look at it. Look at the because I keep a we have like a bookkeeper and like software. But then I also keep like a very um, OCD, like cash flow spreadsheet where I know uh-huh. exactly what's coming in each month. And so and, you know, it gives you the total at the end. And it was like it was like August when I figured out that like, oh, my God, we are going to be well into six, like that first six figures by the end of the year. And I remember like running out of the office and be like, Joe, 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 look at this, look at this, look at this. And he was like, wow. And we both just stared at it like, hey, we did that because like we're building these businesses like from nothing, from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And especially so, as online business owners, we are yeah. not doing the traditional, you know, go get a business loan and here are your right. projections and your business plan. It's like right. we're literally making these up in our heads and crossing our fingers, hoping yeah. they work out. And it's like, yeah. whoa, this this turned into a real thing. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. You're like, this is real. But like you said before we before we got on air, you know, it's like you hit the six figures, right? Then you're hitting mid six figures and you're high six figures and you're like, oh, shit, we're going to be seven figures. And really, in, in your heart, sometimes, like you said, it still feels like you're a little peanut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do feel like a little peanut all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> so so talk to me about let's I want to kind of address first, like the mythical six figures, right? Because I think well, at least what I saw in the last couple of years is that there's a lot of online business coaches sort of yelling on Facebook about like, I can get you to six figures. And although I appreciate that sort of motivational, like conversation, it almost seems as though six figures has become like the benchmark of like, do you have a healthy business? Are you successful? Are you at six figures? And like, how how do you think that mindset is helping us or hurting us? So I, it's nice seeing that people are doing it so often. And I think it gives us a good benchmark to go towards. I do think 
you know, I am kind of one of those business coaches in a weird way. I have my agency um, side of my business, which I scaled to multiple six figures, and then I started the coaching business. So I then teach other coaches and service providers to be able to do that as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, we can absolutely help you get to six figures. But I think that... It's like, what is the underlying under those numbers? Like, what does your life actually look like? What are your profits? What is your salary personally? And I think those are the things that actually matter. Like six figures is the sexy title. But I think when you're looking under that, it's like, how am I actually living my life? And is that fun? (laughs) Is that really feeling great for me? So 100%. Yeah, the first year we did that six figures at the end of the year when we did our taxes and I looked at what we spent, I was like gutted. Yep. I was gutted. I was like, Oh wow. Okay. So, um, okay. So paring down. <laughs> Cause on one hand, I do think you have to obviously spend money to make money. But on the other hand, that year it was, I had kind of gotten to a bananas, t- a bananas pants. All right. So tell us your tips, walk us through it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it really starts with figuring out the life that you want to live when you hit six figures, right? It's like, I know a lot of your listeners are wedding professionals. And so when you are doing your services, or maybe you're starting to do some educational programs or things like that, like, what do you actually want your day to day to look like? Because maybe that doesn't take six figures, right? Um, Maybe it does. Maybe it takes 300 and $60,000. I have no idea whatever your life is looking like. Um, And I think that we really need to get intentional about designing our businesses to reach that. And so it's less about the six figures. And oftentimes, the six figures is what supports that life. Um, It is a really good benchmark um, in a way because it's something that we all kind of understand universally. Um, And in our American society. Like it feels like a good number to be hitting in order to live a really good life as well. So that's why I like it as kind of this like overarching benchmark number. And Mm -hmm. at the same time, I don't think that we need to specifically be hitting that just for like making sure we feel good. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, It's interesting that you said, I I love that the that the way into it really the first thing is to like what kind of life do you want like how much do you want to be working especially for wedding pros we love to grind we love to hustle mm. we love to say i did this number of weddings per year and listen i've been part of that conversation i've been part of that discourse for years in the end it doesn't really matter though right because if i'm doing six figures but i'm doing it with 10 weddings my quality of life is so much better than if i'm doing it with 100 weddings right exactly And so removing the part that we feel successful by how often we're working, (laughs) as opposed to we feel successful by the quality of our life and our whatever elusive balance we might be able to create between client work, home life, and personal growth. Because let's not discount personal growth in all this. Because like we said, if you're approaching seven figures and you're still like, well, oh, shucks me, this little thing, then that's some growth work that you could be considering doing as a put like inner growth, all my all my self-help stuff, right? All that stuff that you <laughs> thought work that I always encourage everyone to do. Like that's the stuff that actually has to keep keep growing as you grow, um, because you have to like live up to to the new toys in a way. Absolutely, yeah. The mindset shifts that happen along the journey are the biggest thing, and I do think that the strategy to get to the six figures 
is like almost that most important strategy because you're figuring out the foundation of your business and what offerings are actually going to scale with you, what you're wanting to get known for. And I do think that before the six figures, you're sometimes in that very like, I'm kind of figuring it out. And I hope that like certain clients book with me and I'm crossing my fingers that I I book enough to, to make it to this you know, this goal. But I do think that at that six figure mark, it's like, you've kind of you've had that solid offering, you're getting known for that thing. And you're mm-hmm. able to then optimize and scale from there. And then it's like, team, <laughs> mindset, Ooh, leadership, team. that yeah. stuff. <laughs> oh, this is all the good stuff. So yeah, so talk to us about team. Yeah, so I actually I built two multi six figure businesses. And so I have a full team on both sides. I think you have to have a team scaling beyond six figures, honestly. Um, There are definitely ways to kind of do it to keep scaling. But I do think that in order for you, again, to live that balanced life, and that's something I am super passionate about because I am not here to make six figures and hate the life that I'm living. I'd rather make (laughs) $20,000. So I absolutely, like, the team is what kind of gets you there and then takes the work off of your plate a little bit so that you can still support your clients in the way that you've designed your business to do. So there's lots of, we could, I mean, have a whole nother conversation about team. I'm like, I I'm, I'm in, I'm in it. <laughs> were you someone who was really open to having a team or were you pretty resistant? Cause I'll tell you a lot of wedding pros, even myself, were such control freaks that were like, I don't know about a team. Like it took me a long time to hire a team to help me. And I, I mean, I literally just did it this year. Um, and that's shocking mm. to me because I should have, I hate saying should have, but I should have done it at least a year ago. So what was, did you have any mindset shifts that you needed to work on to get that team in place? So I had one specific moment where I had to decide, like, do I want to do this alone and design my business so that I could still live the life that I wanted to live doing everything I needed to do? Or did I actually want to build an agency? Did I, did I want to go into running and managing team and scaling in a bigger way? So I kind of had this, um, in, it was in like 2017 and I had this moment where I very consciously over a month was like, what do I want to be growing into? Because I had hit my first $16,000 month and I did that, you know, on my own, but I was so burnt out. I was editing like, things on Christmas for a client. And I was just like, I'm never doing this again. (laughs) And so I just was like, I can make the six figures and kind of like be really burnt out and be the one on call. Um, Or I can very intentionally decide that I'm, I'm going to take this maybe harder journey and learn how to give up some of my control so that I can have more flexibility and freedom. And that definitely was a huge mindset shift, but it was intentional. I was like, okay, I'm on this journey and I am choosing this. I love that. Um, for me, it, for me, it was the opposite in a way that I built a lot of stuff in my business and then looked back and went, oh, I can't carry all that myself. Like I, I wish I had had the foresight to say, these are the things that I'm going to build and I'm going to need help. For me, the pandemic year was very much about like growing the education business because I finally had time to do so. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is way too much for one person. Mm, Yeah, (laughs) I'm very much like a foresight person, I think. So (laughs) yeah, no, good for you. I listen, I wish that I were, but I think the pandemic 
I think that was pandemic related, right? I was just yeah. in the moment reacting to what our community needed and what mm. I saw wedding pros were asking for. And I was just filling that need. At least that's, that was the, that was the impetus that I went into it with. And then, you know, when I finally hired my team, the, the, um, like the head of the agency that I hired before our call, she was like, I need you to send me like a one sheet about your business. And mine was four pages long. <laughs> right. And, and I was like, she was like, what do you need? And I was like, I need a new VA. And she was like, I hate to break this to you, but you actually need an online business manager, a production manager and like three VAs. And I was like, mm. what? And she was like, your, your one sheet was four pages. And it didn't occur to me that that was like a, a lot. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I was think- like, oh, thank you. <laughs> We can take on a lot for a long time. And then it's like, ooh, no, this is not sustainable. And I think, I mean, just like you said in the pandemic, like there are things that happen in our lives where we don't really have control over what's happening and we need our businesses to shift with that. Um, And so when you do have a team, I always like to say um, we, we like to bus proof our business. So if myself or if anybody on the team like got hit by a bus like would your business be able to survive and if the answer is no then that you're you're willingly choosing that i i think and you can either say okay i want my business to still grow and so i'm going to decide to build a team and have this be sustainable or i'm choosing kind of the freelance life or the solopreneur life where if anything happens my business goes on hold and so i chose the former and decided to build team because I wanted my business always there to support me, to support our team, to support our clients, no matter what was happening. Yeah. No, it's smart. All right. So we have team. Now we have mindset next. Talk to us about the mindset piece. Yeah. I mean, this is, I don't have like exact tangibles, which I know people are like, oh my gosh, like the mindset, stop talking to me about this. But I think it's, in the little nuances that come up in your day to day. So I want you to think about, I know Renee was sharing um, that there are a lot of people who are like, can I even make the six figures, you know? Um, Or is this possible for me? And the biggest thing when you are working with your mindset or you're looking to hit a certain goal is the fact that you have to believe that it is possible. So if I tell you, that you are going to make six figures this year, what is the thought that pops up? If it's like, no way, or yeah, that that might be possible, or like, yes, like it's happening. Like those three different thought patterns yep. are gonna make the biggest difference in how you actually succeed in making that goal possible. So mindset becomes huge as you're growing and scaling, and it's something that you can't just let the thoughts happen to you. You need to be like, ooh, that thought just popped up. What am I actually going to do about that? Am I going to test that thought? Am I going to challenge its truth and reality? Um, and then your reaction to those thoughts is like literally how you perceive your reality, how you make your decisions, how actions are being taken, and literally how you live the rest of your life. Yeah, it's so key. Like I just, guys, when you're listening, I want you to hear, I want you to really consider what your brain did when Kelsey said, are you going to make six figures this year? Because if your immediate thought was like, well, I don't see how, right, then that's something to examine. Because once you allow yourself to believe that it's possible for you, like your subconscious brain will kick in (laughs) and you'll start seeing opportunities where you probably wouldn't have seen them before. 
Absolutely. Our, do you, have you talked about the reticular activation system in no, our brain? No, please okay. do. I love it so much. <laughs> do. Um, I'm, I'm certified in subconscious reprogramming, so it's like a huge thing I also do because I'm very into it. Um, but the reticular activating system is a thing in our brain that when we see one thing and notice it and believe that it's like a thing impossible, our brain starts finding more versions of that reality um, or more of those things start popping up. So it's like when you start researching for a car and you'd like never seen this car before, but then you see it everywhere, that is you choosing to like look at that car and then our reticular activating system is like, oh, like finds like. And so when we find possibilities of like six figures being a possibility, our reticular activating system, once we believe that it is possible for us, we'll start finding proof that it is possible for us. So that's why those thoughts are so important because once we kind of like open up the belief that it is possible for us, like that's it, like our brains will start finding proof that it is. And then that keeps snowballing and we can kind of use our subconscious brain to like work for us in a way. I love it. I love it. It's a concept that I've known for a while. In fact, you know, what's funny is that when I was younger, my dad actually told me about this because I was was kind of this is like a very weird and uh, way to bring this up. But I had I had had a really bad breakup in my like late 20s. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad picked me up when I still lived in New York. He picked me up and he was taking me to dinner to like, you know, get me out of the house, basically. And I remember crying to him being like and because we drove by a storefront and my ex-boyfriend's name was like the name of the business. And I was like, he's everywhere. His stupid name is everywhere. And Mm -hmm. my dad's like, that's actually a trick of your, like, that's the thing that your brain does. And I was like, what? And then he explained it to me. And I was like, that's a shitty thing that my brain does. And that was of course the, you know, the 26 year old me that was sad. But, But when I think about it the other way, it's like, you know, we're shopping for a new car and, and I've never thought about Audis one day in my life. But I saw one on the street and I was like, that's a nice car. And then I saw them everywhere, Kelsey, mm-hmm. everywhere. Everyone has an Audi. <laughs> They're everywhere. And yep. it's right when you even if you think about something fairly benign, like a car, think about how powerful it is when that happens. Imagine if you put that same focus on six figures in your business. Yeah. And I think the same thing goes true. Like if you believe that it isn't possible or you keep looking for reasons why like somebody has failed or why you can't Mm -hmm. make it happen or what, like all these reasons, like the same thing happens. And so I think it's like really powerful when you can start to work on your mindset. And what I mean by that is really just like actually thinking about the thoughts that you're thinking on a daily practice and making sure they're aligned with where you want to be heading and challenging the ones that aren't. Um, it can be really, really powerful. It's a, it's a constant work in progress. You're never going to be like making it or there. Um, even like I, I do it all the time and it's, that's just what you kind of need to do as you grow into your CEO pants. (laughs) Kelsey, what do, you, what do you say to people who say some version of like, well, I don't want to become obsessed with money or like, I don't look at my bank account all the time. Like, I'm not obsessed, right? Because that, that seems to be the, when I talk about, because I try to talk about money more than people think is probably yeah. polite, but I don't care. Um, because I've had people say that to me, like, well, I'm not obsessed with my bank account. And I'm like, I check it every single day <laughs> because I like, I think knowledge is power in that way. What do you think about that sort of belief, that mindset? I I would challenge that and be like, why do you think that that is bad, right? Um, Like what's coming up for you? I 
honestly, like, I know that money and, like, making money is facilitating the bigger goals and dreams that I have for my life and for the world. Um, Mm -hmm. We're at a point where we're, we have employees. I'm, that was a big mindset shift also. Like, I know we're going back to team, but it was like, I'm making this money not just to support my life, which was really the goal as I was starting my business. I was like, I just don't want to be in corporate and I want to do something fun every day. And then it became how is this a catalyst for like bigger change in the economy in the world for other people's communities and really employing more people to live aligned lives where they are happy they are fulfilled where they can raise families um and build generational wealth because of the companies that we are building like that became a bigger thing and so i think that there's a lot of money stories and money beliefs that are a little bit negative um, or limiting that we've grown up with. And that becomes our norm. And so I think that when we say things like that, that like, I don't want to be obsessed with my bank account, if that's like an immediate, like, you know, reaction to wanting to make more money, then it's like, why is that? Like, just really questioning it. Because I think it could be coming from a place of like scarcity of, limiting money blocks um just things that are really holding you back from stepping into that six-figure seven-figure business owner that maybe hopefully you're starting to believe is a little bit more possible yes i hope so and then you know I love what you said about like creating generational wealth and like the income is not just for you. And like I've said this so much on the show, but, you know, studies have shown statistically when women make more money, we give more of it back to our communities. We are more philanthropic. We hire more people. We support more mothers, more people with families like women creating wealth for ourselves makes communities better, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. legitimately. So if you have any of that negative stuff where you're like, well, that's not for me, that's for someone else, or I don't want to be that kind of person, whatever that means. Right. um, Like that kind of person can be reframed in your brain as someone who is a community builder, someone who gives back, someone who makes other people's lives better because of the amount of wealth you're able to generate for yourself and your business. Absolutely. And it's like, Right now, the wealth is with all of the old white guys. So let's take some of it back. <laughs> F that shit immediately. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like when we have more wealth, like in our society, that is empowerment. That is power currently, like for better mm-hmm. or for worse. And so yeah. when we can start to take wealth back in a way, um, it allows us to form the worlds in which we want to see. So not yes. like you know limiting yourself in that is actually like keeping the world and our communities and our economy how it is now which is you know we won't get too much into politics but not <laughs> awesome right not awesome not awesome there not is awesome. A, there is an unbalanced <laughs> dynamic of power right, right now <laughs> we can we can rebalance it i i believe and so that really starts with you getting in your mindset believing this is possible and then going out there and making the money so you can change the world it's simple guys just go do it <laughs> God. (laughs) All right, Kelsey. So what's next? We've got team. We've got mindset. 
Yeah. So I think the biggest thing, honestly, which I I think I kind of mentioned at the beginning, but designing your business to reach that six figures, I think you need to actually say like, what are the packages that are going to help me reach six figures? How am I designing these in a way that is actually attainable? Because I think, especially as wedding professionals, you can go out there and you're like, I hope somebody pays like a thousand dollars for my wedding or my thing. And it's like, okay, are you going to go do a hundred weddings? Like that is a lot. (laughs) Sure, it's possible, but it's a lot. And are you going to actually like your life? Or are you going to design your packages to have a $10,000 wedding experience where you then get to work 10 weekends a year, um, have a really sustainable life and actually reach those six figures in a way that works for you? So I think designing your offerings to actually reach your goals is the first thing. 100%. And for those of you who listen to the show, Um, or have been with me from the beginning, you know, that's why I created the wedding management course. That's why I created wedding management, because I was doing day of coordinations for $1,200 a pop thinking, what is my life right now? I can't, this is unsustainable. I cannot do this to my body and my life and my family and my bank account. Mm -hmm. And so I figured out a new way. And so I think so much in our industry, so much of the wedding industry is like, well, that's just not what other people are doing. Who cares? Right. So it's really, I have a story and I, I told this on like another podcast too. And I'm like, it's kind of like a, a told from a friend of a friend of a friend story, but here we go. I hope the lessons of it can be learned. Um, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. And so when LeBron James was here um, playing for the Cavs before he went off again, um, he like, there's a wet, there is a photographer who started her business. She just decided she was going to be a high end photographer, a family lifestyle photographer. And she's like, I'm going to charge like two, $3,000 a session because that is the type of person that I want to be. And she became LeBron James's like lifestyle photographer and family photographer. And she made six figures in her first year. She didn't necessarily have the background or experience. Like she had some experience, but she just decided this is who I'm going to be. And this is who I'm going to serve. And here are my packages. Like she decided that. So that is that mindset stuff. Like if you feel like you have to be experienced for so many years or educated in this way or practice this much, I mean, yes, we want to deliver amazing like results for our clients, but I think there are some of those things that are holding you back from just claiming what you can actually provide to people and charging what is possible because you don't personally feel like it's worth it. And that's yeah. a mindset block. Total mindset block. And, you know, as you were saying this story, I was thinking, we don't do this with goods. Like, we don't do this with products, right? Like, if there's a new hot handbag out from a new company and they decided it was $2,000, none of us are going to go, oh, well, I don't know if that company has longevity or I don't know if that item, ha-, you know what, I'm not going to buy it. If it's a $2,000 purse and it's gorgeous and you want it, you're going to buy it. Mm-hmm. We yep. don't do that with goods. But we do with services, we think we need to have this, you know longevity, you know, history, all these reviews, it's like, okay, if that makes you feel better. But oftentimes our clients don't necessarily need that. They just need to know that you see them, that you get them. And with LeBron James, he obviously, (laughs) that story, you know what that story teaches me? Not only did that photographer decide who her client was, but she understood that that kind of client wants to be the kind of person who can pay that amount for that service. There's no way LeBron James is paying for a $200 family session. So, yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. I think they, about that all the time with like hotels and stuff. Like the people mm-hmm. who stay at Four Seasons are the ones who want, who know that like when you stay at the Four Seasons, that is a certain kind of clientele and they want to be part of that. Absolutely. And there's things that like if they are lower price, it's like, ooh, is that going to be the experience that I want? Probably not. Right. hundred percent. hundred percent. I love that so much. You know, I think oftentimes we're so nervous, scared. I don't know all the things like what's going to happen to us if we get to six figures? What what kind of business will that be? What kind of person will I be? And I love, Kelsey, that you're saying, no, it it doesn't have to be that way. You get to decide what kind of business and what kind of person and what kind of life you're going to have at the end of it. You know, once you reach that goal, it doesn't happen to you. You make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, you just have to decide what you want. I have a saying I say to myself all the time, and it's just, this is who I am now. And so (laughs) I am a six-figure business owner. You know, now I'm well beyond that. But, like, I just decided that, like, I was a six-figure business owner. And what decisions does six-figure business owner version of you make? And then you go make those decisions. So even in my life, like, I, for the long, for the past, like, couple years, I'm like, what does seven-figure Kelsey do? Yes. What decisions does she make? And so I was talking with a coach a couple of years ago and I was like, should I even get a bookkeeper? Blah, blah, blah. Like it's another expense. Um, as I was like, you know, I'm like, I have a lot of team expenses at certain points. And she was like, well, what does seven figure Kelsey, like seven figure Kelsey as a bookkeeper. And so I'm like, you're right. Um, and so then I went and got my bookkeeper and it actually supported me in really learning my numbers in a better yes. way than I was doing. And I was able to actually, you know, 3x my revenue very quickly because I knew those numbers and I could see, ooh, this is bringing in this much or just it gives you that data that allows you to then grow. So, yeah. Yeah. I know we're talking about six figures today, so I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I am curious to know as you are approaching seven figures, because mm-hmm. I, I know it's like new level, new devil, right? I love that saying all the time. And I wonder if there's anything that you are seeing that has been very different as you approach seven that was different than when you approached six. Yeah. So I feel like as I went to six, it was like I was testing out all of these offers that I hoped I could sell. So I eventually did have some things that were, you know, pulling in. We did web design packages. They're like 50 ish dollars but I feel like I was trying to sell those and I'd like hope I got another two or three thousand dollar client and it was kind of hodgepodge right even though it was designed to get to six figures I was like crossing my fingers hoping that I could like connect with the right clients to get there and over time and over the amount of marketing that you do it does get there like there's a a way to make that happen and what I've realized that as I scale beyond that The biggest difference is that I am no longer experimenting with packages. I know exactly what we are selling in order to reach our um, seven-figure goals, our $5 million goals. Like, we have planned out to $5 at this point, and I know the exact path to get there. It's just about doing more of it. And so there's no more experimenting and hoping that, like, so-and-so will like this one offering. It's like, no, we know the transformations our offerings get, and they work in this way. So how can we um, build up the marketing, sales, and team infrastructure in order to scale to those bigger numbers? But the offerings stay how they are for the most part. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I love that. That's such a concrete answer. So thank you so much for that. Because oftentimes when I ask, like in my personal life, when I ask people that question, they're like, oh, it's kind of the same, but kind of different. And I'm like, "Mm, 
doesn't help. Not, I also yeah. want to, <laughs> like, not so helpful. I want to touch on something that you mentioned in passing, which is that you have a coach. Have you always had a business coach or is that something that you did once you got to six figures? Oh, I had it when I was making like $20,000. I'm just like, I suck at doing this on my own and I need support. (laughs) Yeah. And what do, what do you uh, work with your coach on? So currently I am in a coaching program. I actually, I started out getting one-on-one coaching and I'm actually a bigger fan of being in programs that have Mm -hmm. bigger goals and that also have a community of other people who are doing the same thing at a similar level as you. Um, I think you learn so much from the people that are like testing out the different things that are like in it with you. So um, I currently am in a program that is for people who are, you know, in that mid six figures scaling towards seven. Um, And it is really about, it's more about the organizational development. So we have been doing a lot of work with like, I have a a team that I've been leading and they're wonderful and I know how to do the organizational development, but there's these like little nuances that I'm like, where can people see the gaps that I can't see? And so that's what we're really filling. Um, And right now specifically, I'm handing off my sales for the first time. It's always been me. Wow, Um, that's major. Yeah. So we have our first um, social salesperson and client concierge that we are training so that I am not that I I haven't done sales calls for like two years. We have some pretty strategic sales systems in place, but I still I do DM and connect with people. And so that's one thing that I'm no longer doing and we're handing off. So it's like, how can we really get this scaling if I had to take a step back, which has always really been not I don't want to take a step back. But anyway, making sure I am not the, the bottleneck in the business. Oh, I love that. I love that. I always like to ask very successful people if they who they work with as a coach or like, do they have a coach? Because I think that is another mindset that, you know, if you're in that pre six figure uh, place in your business, you think like, oh, when I get there, then I'll get a coach. And Mm. it's like, no, 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 no. You always it's I think it's always so powerful to have someone outside your business to help you look deeper at the parts that you can't even tell might need tweaking. And I don't I don't want to say like a broken, but just like that could be tweaked so that it's better for you. Um, And that's one of the reasons we started running a mastermind program for wedding pros during the pandemic, because I was like, look, like we need community right now. You need to be in a group of people who understand what it is you're doing, like you said. And businesses are tough and we shouldn't have to run them alone. No, I think that anytime you can invest in coaching and support and hitting the easy button and Mm -hmm. it is in alignment with where, again, that future you wants to go. So who is six figure you, you know, like make sure that's, yeah. that's an alignment. Um, like if you don't want to be in wedding professional anymore and you want to open a food truck, like right. maybe don't do the mastermind. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, um, totally. But yeah, I actually, um, when I talked earlier about deciding that I wanted to be an agency owner and, you know, really stepping into forming and getting a team, I actually joined a $20,000 mastermind and I'd made $40,000 that year. Wow. That's such a good risk. <laughs> yeah. So I just knew in my gut, I was like, I can't keep going the way that I have been. Um, I'm burning out. And I did have that $16,000 a month, like right before. So I was like, okay, yeah. I can, I can hustle here. I know. Um, yeah. And I don't want to continue to hustle because this is not fun. So I decided to go all in and I took that risk. And I think that's something that you know, we, 
it can be a really hard decision, but I've supported a lot of people and also taking that risk and when it's aligned and when you're ready to like do whatever it takes to make it worth it, like you find the way and it can be just so beneficial. Do you find Kelsey, um, now or even when you were approaching your six figures, do you find that a lot of the decisions you make in your business, are they based on data or feeling? Both. Absolutely. Like I have to feel it. Um, and I think in the past I went more on feeling only. And then I did get into some financial trouble sometimes because I'm like, oh, this feels like a good investment or fit. And (laughs) so then I was like, okay, let's actually look at the data and see like, can the sales that we're projecting like support this investment and things like that? But it always has to feel aligned. And so even if the data is there to support something, but it doesn't feel good, I like follow that gut. So it's a mixture of both. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think as I matured in my business, I had more data to go on. Therefore, mm-hmm. the data was more valuable. But I never I never let go of the gut, right? Because I feel like we all know our businesses better than anyone else could. But the data is also important. I think a lot of wedding pros, sometimes we go a lot on feeling. And um, and the data is there for a reason. Like, I love that you said, you know, your bookkeeper has helped you learn your numbers more. Like, that yeah. is so key as you're approaching that six-figure place. Um, I could talk to you about this literally for seven more hours, but let's not do that to the (laughs) listeners. So uh, if I could just ask like people who are listening, who are like, yes, this is the year I'm going to, I'm going to do six figures. What's the first thing you think they should really focus on to get there? I really think it's that offerings to do that. So like deciding that it's possible for you. So underlying belief. And then number two, making sure you have packages that are designed to get you there. And one of the tips that I like to give is actually double the the price of the packages so that even if you're at 50% capacity then you will still hit your six figures. Ooh, I love that. So don't Double make it price. like oh the like I can just fit six figures into my business. I'd almost design it for 200,000 and mm-hmm. make sure that fits into your life so even if you're booking at half or not reaching all of the way like you're falling somewhere in the middle and then usually hitting the six figures. Well, Kelsey, that's just genius advice right there, girl. <laughs> I know we you, do it all every day. <laughs> like, and it's done. I, I could already tell some of my wedding pros got that like real sick part of their stomach that swooped yeah. down when you said that. They were like, oh. Yep. Whoa. So examine that feeling, right? Like that's, that's really it. It's like, oh my yeah. gosh, like if your gut dropped and you're like, holy shit, like $200,000, like go, go feel into that. Go have a good cry. Mm-hmm. Be like, why is it not possible for me? Like, how can I start to make myself believe that this is possible and something for me and something that I am made for and I will reach it. What did you say earlier? That's that that's me right now. This is who I am now. This is who I am now. This is who I am now. So yeah, <laughs> if $200,000 friends, that is who you are now. Mm-hmm. And then like a mm. hundred thousand just becomes like, Oh, I'm just that I that's who I, I have to be. Right. Yes. And then go find yourself some friends that'll high five you when you get to that mark. Ooh, I remember yeah. very clearly I was sitting, I used to co-work at, um, at this all female co-working space here in LA before the pandemic. And I remember, um, the, like at some point it was like 20, yeah, it was end of 2019. I was looking at my cash flow stuff and I was like, Oh, and I was so happy about the number. And the gal next to me was, um, my friend who had taken my branding photos. And I was like, 
Courtney, Courtney. And she was like, what? I was like, can I tell you what I made this year? <laughs> she was like, yep. yes, girl. And like, those are the friends you need. Because when I told her the amount, she full on high five me. And she was like, we're getting a, a, a fancy coffee. And I was like, yes, we are yes. to celebrate. So like, get <laughs> surround yourself with people who are going to high five you when you can say, I took in 200000 this year and not go, oh, my God, what? How did you do it? Nope. You want the high fivers. You want yes. the fancy coffee celebration. I love that. And I, I think that and I'm sure you have this in your mastermind and things like this can be a weird life. (laughs) Um, And so like in our, like I know in my like day-to-day life, I'm like, I don't really talk about the numbers, but like in my online life, like people, there's so many people that are, you know, they will cheer you on. And I think that is why getting that community of other people who are doing a similar thing or going for like big goals, it, it, it's contagious and it's really, you need to have those friends in that community. And one of the places I have personally found them is in the masterminds and the coaching programs and things like that. So I love it. Um, yeah. Kelsey, where can people find you on the internet? Where can we get more from you? Yeah. So I am on Instagram at Kelsey Kurzlake. Um, I'm always on there. So feel free to DM me, hang out, come follow along. Um, And then I am at pinegateroad.com. That is our branding and web design agency. And I do not have a separate website for our coaching business yet, but it is also on there. (laughs) So at pinegateroad.com, you can also find information about our aligned business programs. Yes. And we will link to all of that separately in the show notes. You can go check out Kelsey, get yourself some coaching, get yourself a new website, get yourself to six figures. Like it's not mythical. No, like, there are there are <laughs> steps and strategies that it's I, I promise you it's not because I've, I've done it. Kelsey's done it many times over. Like I know it feels like maybe it's unattainable. It absolutely isn't. But you have to just believe and put the work in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Belief is that that first layer. Ah, I love it. All right, friends. Thank you for spending your time with us today. I know it's valuable and we do not ever, ever take lightly that you spent it with us. So we will see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram. 